Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. How y'all doing? I am doing amazing. It is summertime and y'all, I love me some watermelon. I'm real particular about my watermelon. So if I buy a watermelon and I take one or two bites and it's not like I throw the whole watermelon away, I'm like, I'm not going to eat it because I'm like, "Mm -mm, no. This year I found like not one, but two really good. Like I went, kept going back to the store because I was like, that batch was good. I literally, y'all, I literally ate a whole watermelon in one day all by myself. (laughs) No, I'm telling on myself, but like, I think last year, I don't think I remember eating very much watermelon at all. I kept buying them and like, "Mm -mm, that's not it. Throw it away. Mm -mm, That's not it. Throw it away. And after like the last two, I got another one from a different store just yesterday. Took one bite, took a second bite, threw the whole watermelon away. I was like, no. So I don't feel bad when I like look at it over the years. I don't feel bad about eating a whole watermelon in one day. I literally think that's all I ate that day, that and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So yes, your girl loves her some watermelon and some pitted cherries. O-M to the G. I'm like, I'm so glad both of those for me are very seasonal. I know you can purchase them throughout the year, but I usually only get them when they're in season. You know, because the other times I'm like, uh, 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 because I'll do the same thing with cherries. If they're not like they don't taste, I throw the whole thing away. Like, no. So anyway, this is episode 80. I can't believe it. Now, I got a funny thing. Like one of my clients, y'all know I'm a former CRNA, did CRNA for 18 years, certified registered nurses, nurses, studied ACLS, BCLS. So last week's episode was all about like, what would be the A, which is our agency, right? Like our agency. And if we don't think we can control things, if we don't think we have the possibility of creating it, like it doesn't matter all the courses we take, the coaching we get, whatever. If we don't fix that belief first, that's the A, right? As in anesthesia, like it was kind of morbid. I realized after I published the podcast, I was like, for people who aren't in the medical field, this may be a little morbid talking about chest compressions and tubes and everything. But the people in the medical field, I know y'all got it, right? But one of my friends who and clients who is actually still practicing as a CRNA said that it's changed. I was like, what? She said it's no longer ABC. She said it is actually CAB. I'm like, wait a minute. We circulate first, then go airway and then do breathing. I'm like, what? What happened? (laughs) What is this? So for those of you who knew that, just like understand the, like what I was trying to create, right? Like, (laughs) obviously I haven't updated my ACLS in a while if it's CAB. Oh my God. Like, what is happening? Like, really, literally. For those of you who don't know, it's okay. Just keep the way I described it to you. 
just keep that analogy there. For those of you who know it's different, okay, but you understand what I was talking about. (laughs) All right. So we're on episode 80 and I'm still going to use the A and the B. Here's the B. (laughs) Because I said what the C was. The C is the method in which we do it. Like it doesn't matter the method in which we do whatever the epic shit is. If we don't have the agency first to think that we can do it, then that like I talked about that, like go back and listen to last week's podcast. Right. So this week, I want to say what the B is, even though the acronym has been changed. I want to keep it for this purpose. Like, what's the second thing? Right. Like, don't be telling me about a toenail when the person isn't breathing. Right. Like, take things in order. Here's the deal. I want to really stress this because a lot of us think we need to fix ourselves before we go do the big thing. Right. It's like, I need to get the airway in. And that's all I can do. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes in these, I'm going to go back to the, to the, the morbid thing of like in a CPR event, a lot of times, like there will be somebody like starting an IV while I'm trying to get the airway. It doesn't mean everybody doesn't do anything, right? It's We know where the priority is. Like if there is a reduction of manpower, if there is a like a reduction of time, like what is the most important thing? It's not like I am as an anesthesia provider going to go and try to put the IV in before I get the airway. Or it's not like I'm going to work on their hangnail or their hang toe when they're bleeding out, right? So I'm not saying that you can't do your epic shit without this. It's understand like when my world is spinning and I'm doing my epic shit and it could be just creating a fucking epic life, right? Like a life that's balanced and enjoying it. That could be your epic shit, right? When the resources are going and when everything is going, like go back to is my airway, is my agency is this a question of agency? Like, do I not believe that I am capable, right? Because if I think the thing, whatever the method is, like, I know once I get organized, this time thing that I just learned, that's the thing. No, (laughs) it's not, right? Or I got a housekeeper. That's the thing. No, right? I bought a new house because my old house was too small. No, that's not the thing, right? I bought this new coaching program. I bought this new, like, whatever, like social media thing, course, whatever. I got this new degree. If you're doing all that and not addressing the agency, no, the circulation, the C, that thing is the way you get your agency through. It's the filter in which you use and permeate your agency through life. Like it's, the method in which you use your power, right? So I hope I explained that enough, but maybe we'll just keep talking and I keep explaining. So what would be the B? Okay, the B is building your self-trust because there's one thing, if you're like me, there's one thing for me to believe that I'm capable and I can do it, but there's a completely different thing 
to believe that I will do it, that I trust myself to do it. Those two things are separate. I can believe like, yes, I have capabilities. Like I know I can do the thing. I know. I don't care what happens. I have agency. Agency hasn't been my issue. For some people, it really is like, I don't know. The world is not going to let me do this. Like that hasn't been as big of issue for me. Some of my clients, it really is. Okay. My bigger issue is, but your ass ain't going to do it. Like you're going to get comfortable and you're going to stop. It was that self-trust. Like I didn't believe in my ability to follow through. I had a story about myself that of one that didn't believe, didn't build self-trust. So the B is once you know you are capable and you know, like I control things. Okay. You have that belief. Okay. Step two is building your self-trust on purpose. How do you do that, Brig? Like if you're like me, if you have those thoughts, especially if you're using your past, but look at you, you bought that thing and you didn't do it. Like you got the housekeeper and your house is still a mess. I can't tell you like when smart devices first came out, I think the first one was the Palm Pilot, right? The Blackberry and the Trio. I can't tell you how much money I spent on all of those devices. I had a Trio, I had a Palm Pilot, I had a Blackberry, and I was still not organized. I was still showing up late for things, everything. So my brain will tell me I had a solid story until I worked with my amazing coach who does organization. Amelia Pleasant. I will link her in on this. I worked with her for three months and we talked about like, oh, I really am organized. (laughs) And I think I've talked about that before, but I had a story of like, you're disorganized. That's not for you. You can't do that because you're not organized enough. You're not detailed enough. Like I remember when I was getting ready to apply to anesthesia school, I was the least detailed out of all the ICU nurses. Like I didn't label my shit perfectly. My room could be like, it wasn't like dirty or a mess, but it wasn't like perfectly organized. Like I wasn't OCD. I never was the OCD type person. Yes. Did I have certain things for my airway station the way I needed it for an emergency? Yes. But was I OCD? No. Right. And so I would tell myself, like, you can't do big things because, like, you don't focus on the details. Okay, listen to these thoughts. I want you to pay attention to the thoughts and the story you have about yourself. I'm not charismatic enough. I don't follow through with things. When things get hard, you quit. You don't stick with anything, right? Those thoughts, if you're telling yourself those things, That's not building your self-trust. It's actually doing the opposite. And what do we need? We need self-trust. We need to know not only are we capable, but we need to know that I'm capable and I trust myself to do what I say I'm going to do, right? If you don't, when it's time to do the C, whatever the circulation thing is, when it's time to put that effort in, Think about how you're going to do that effort if you're like, you know, you're only going to do this for a little while and then you're going to quit, especially if that effort is of great expenditure, whether it's a great expenditure in time, whether it's great expenditure in emotional drain or physical like money, right? What are the odds that you're going to get yourself to do the thing 
if you're telling yourself and if you don't have that self-trust, the odds are pretty low. I'm telling you, like if you don't trust yourself and you only invest to the ability that you believe of your trust. So here's the deal. If it's a trust of like, this is only going to take me five hours. Okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and do it. Where's your limit at though? If it's something that is going to take you 200 hours, is your self-trust enough for you to meet that, right? Do you trust yourself like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to complete it. I'm going to make it work. If you don't, I don't care how much you want the thing. If you don't trust yourself to do it, you won't do it. Or it would be a lot of work to get yourself to do it, to make that C, whatever that C is. I see this a lot of time with people that invest in coaching, right? I know I do the same thing. When I first started looking at coaching and investing in coaching, I was like, that's a lot of money. Like you invest to the level of your self-trust that you're going to do the work to make that, whatever that value is in your mind appropriate, right? Like if the coaching program that you want to buy, let's just say people who want to work with me, when I tell them the price, A lot of times it's not about their trust in me or their trust in my process. It's their trust in themselves because they have a story of, you're just going to spend this money and this is a lot of money, right? And I'm not going to fulfill it. I'm not going to follow through. I'm just going to, this is going to be another thing I'm just going to do. And I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to use it. Or I'm just going to go through the motions, right? Then you won't invest at that high level. But here's the deal. In order to get to the epic shit, the higher up we go, the more of the investment is either in emotional, like you want to get married. Guess what? That's an emotional investment. (laughs) You want to lose the weight? You want to build a different body? That's a time and an emotional commitment, right? Like right now I'm on this journey to build more muscle. Well, that is a time commitment. Like I have literally like, oh. That's a time commitment. Like you got to go to the gym and like spend time in the gym, like an hour and go by yourself and go work and learn how to do this. Like me doing it with a trainer is completely different than me. Like, no, but I want to build even more. So now that means I got to go put the time in, like use a program and go like, that's a bigger commitment. I wouldn't make that commitment if I didn't believe that I was going to follow through on it right? Like I had to buy a program. The program was a certain amount of money. I wouldn't have bought the program if I didn't believe in self-trust that I would follow the program. Now, sometimes the level is the level of like, if it's a $37 project, I don't have to have the belief. It's like, "Ah, okay, that's okay. But the higher up our epic ship is, the more of the investment, right? So the more of the emotional time or physical money investment it is. So the higher that value gets, the higher our self-trust in ourselves has to be. But here's the key. I said, B, build it, right? Self-trust doesn't just happen. It's not something that you just look at your past and go, oh, I trust myself because look at all my past. No. That's not how self-trust is built. That's how we use it passively. We just look at what we've done in the past and go, oh, I can or I can't trust myself. (laughs) It's so funny. Like 
But when you understand, remember, our past means nothing until we make it mean something. I don't care if your past was just one second ago. It doesn't have meaning until we give it meaning. We get to make it mean whatever we want to mean. But you're like, no, Brig, but I have a history of never showing up. That's not the problem. The problem is you think that's who you are and you're unwilling or don't even know that you get to decide. Yes, doesn't have to argue with it. Yes, I didn't complete those things. That's because I was thinking this way. Like, I love how one of my friends said, like she goes on a scavenger hunt for the thoughts that created where they were. I love that idea. What if your past, those things that are hindering you from building self-trust, one of the first steps is awareness of how you created what that was in the first place, right? I don't know what podcast it was, can't even remember, but remember I was saying that I went through a trail where I was dating guys that I had no business dating and I knew it, but I was being propelled by this thought of, I don't want to die alone, like this fear of, I don't want to die alone. And as long as I believe that thought, like, first of all, it's a bad thing to die alone. (laughs) It's this romantic notion that we have been fed by women, right? Like it's so much happier to have be in companionship with someone of the opposite sex or same sex romantically, right? It's that hierarchy. And I'll do another podcast of the hierarchy of romantic love as if it's better than any other love. It's not, it's the same. But as long as I was buying that, then I was like, okay, I'm going to like go through this. Cause on the other side, by the time we work through this, I will have my lifelong companion, right? Like I was looking at their potential, not who they were right now, but it was like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to die alone. Not thinking like, wait a minute, I have three beautiful kids. There's no way possible. And a tribe of amazing women in my life that are friends. There's no way possible I can die alone but I never questioned that thought. So I have this past, but that's not who I am. It was what I was thinking. But until I uncovered that awareness, that it was that and went, oh, that's why I was doing that. Then I understood. And it wasn't like I was like making myself like, see, that's who you are. No, I was like, I completely understood. Once I unpacked how I got there, I understood how I created it. And then I just get to choose like, no, I make actually can make really good decisions in guys that I date and I have ever since. And I trust myself and it has nothing to do with my past because I understood why I was doing what I was doing. It's kind of like the same thing when I'm not organized. It's like, oh, Once I worked with my coach, Amelia, then it was like, oh, because I had this idea that organized looked like a certain way. Like there's this view of what organized looked like. And I didn't meet that view. But her coaching was how in the world can you do all of that you do and not be organized? She was like perplexed. Like, I don't understand. And I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So that debunked my thought of I'm not organized. Every time I say it, I still say it. And I just kind of tickle to myself. I was like, no, wait, remember, that's not true. We are organized, right? So 
the first step in building, remember, it's an active thing that you're doing. Once you realize, oh, I really don't trust myself. That's why I don't make these investments. That's why I don't go for the big thing is because I haven't built trust. Now, side note, sometimes in order to build trust, we go with smaller things in order to get our way up there. Even if it's a bigger thing, like don't start out with the big thing. Maybe it's like, I just want to show up to self-coach twice a week, as opposed to I'm going to show up every day and self-coach for an hour. No, I'm going to show up every day and do five minutes. Or how about I just try two times a week and then go up from there, building your self-trust. Okay. Start small and go up. That's a side note, but awareness. How did I create the scenarios that I'm saying that I wasn't trustworthy? What was I thinking? And of course, when I was thinking that, that's what I created. But dismantle those thoughts, demolish those thoughts that are creating that, right? Okay. Second thing, as I said, start small. Don't try to do something really, really big. Like start small and see how you are doing things that you trust already. Like ask your brain to show you ways that you actually do trust yourself. Like you get up and brush your teeth every morning. Look at you. You're taking care of yourself. Like you have a house, like you bought a house and you have a car and you have like you're paying your bills on time. Like look at you, how you show up. Like it goes back to like the simplest of things. Guys, remember when we were training our kids, potty training our kids, like we would make a big deal at a poo-pooing in the potty right? Like you poo-pooed in the potty. Oh my God, this is such a big thing. Or the first time they actually ate with the spoon, right? Or the first time they put their dish in the sink, like the littlest of things, we would find ways to celebrate them. What did that do? Why did we do that? Because it taught our kids, this is what we do. This is a behavior that we continue. You're on the right path. Well, guess what? We get to use that for ourselves. I've talked about potty training (laughs) the dog, like take it all the way back to I'm responsible for building my trust, not my past. What? I'm going to say that again. I'm responsible for building my trust. My past is not responsible for that. How I showed up in the past is not responsible for that. I'm responsible now, today for building my trust, always, every day, every second. I'm responsible today, this moment, this second for building my trust. Like right now, how could I build my trust? I'm like, look, look at you. You're doing your podcast. You've been doing your podcast for a certain amount of time. Look at you. Like you said you was going to do it. You continue to do it. That's amazing. Like we lose and we miss opportunities to reinforce our trust in ourselves. First of all, it feels weird because we're not supposed to celebrate ourselves as women. We're not supposed to highlight ourselves as women. Well, how the hell else are we going to build self-trust if we don't do that? And we wonder why women don't trust themselves to make the big decisions, to do the big things. We don't put our epic shit out there because we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves because we don't allow ourselves to celebrate ourselves independent of anything else. Like you just get the fucking say you're amazing. Build your own self-trust. Find ways to easily, slowly move the needle of 
I show up for me. I am the person who does what they say they're going to do, right? Continue to do that. We are responsible for building trust. That's our job. It's not your past job to do that. You do that every day, daily by celebrating what you do, by acknowledging it, by paying attention, by talking to yourself and reinforcing you are the person who shows up. No one else is going to show up. You don't like, I don't get to use my past about me anymore. Like that can be a decision. I don't care what my past says that has no bearing on right now. You can build that belief. I'm building my ability to trust myself. It is an active thing. It is not a passive thing that just happens to us. The more we do this, the bigger things we do, the bigger our self-trust, the bigger we're able to do the thing that creates the epic shit. And sometimes that means making bigger emotional investments, making bigger time investments, making bigger physical investments, fiscal investments, right? But it starts with you intentionally building that self-trust. And that goes back to, I fucking poo-pooed in the potty. It sounds very simple, but it's the best thing you can do. Your relationship with yourself. I keep saying, celebrate yourself. The world would have us as women not doing it and say that that is wrong. But if we continue to do that, then we as women, we as black women, don't build the self-trust to do the bigger thing, then we stay where we are. And I want us putting our epic shit out there because their world needs our version of epicness, your version of epicness. The world is missing and it's missing it because A, you either don't believe in your agency, like I can independently create this, or B, you don't trust yourself to do what you need to do. Or C, you haven't decided to put all of that in motion and circulate that shit out into the world. (laughs) You're not doing that on a daily basis. That's habit forming. Habits. Got this. All right. Deeply rooted. Guys, opens on Juneteenth. Yes, I am opening the doors on Juneteenth. June 19th. Yes, it's a Sunday and we are opening the doors to Deeply Rooted again, June 19th. I will be doing another melanin hour. If you want to experience my coaching, if you want to like come, this is a time just for us. You got some stuff going on. Our next melanin hour, I believe is June 10th. You can go to brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching to sign up for that. And if you want to get on the wait list for Deeply Rooted, you can go to brickjohnson.com forward slash group to get on the wait list. I share some goodies to the waitlist. The waitlist will actually gain access before everyone else. There is a limit to the groups. I want these groups to be nice and intimate. I want it to be a sacred container. So yeah, we're going to keep these small and intimate. So I open it up to the waitlist first. If you're not on a waitlist or... If you joined it for the last one, but you haven't done it for this one, get back on the wait list so that I can make sure you're on there again. So that's it. That's all I have for you. 
until next time. And I apologize if you guys can hear the ruckus in the background. They are actually tearing down trees and stuff around me. They're building a house across the street from me. I have lots of thoughts about that, but oh well. <laughs> until next time. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. brickjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.